Herald of Steel beckons. War on the horizon. Chaos reigns supreme. But who will save us? Beckons of the Herald of Steel is a 5th edition homebrew campaign. It is a high fantasy and old school flavored campaign run by me, the young Rognard, and my friends. Let's meet those friends now. I am Anthony Santiago, and I'm playing Norhill Hammerstone, Dwarven Fighter. I'm Jared, and I'll be playing Jarzak, the Orc Warlock. I'm Ryan, and I'm going to be playing Klika, the Goblin Sorcerer. I'm Veronica. I'll be playing Anton, the Human Cleric. While many prophecies are written, our story has yet to be completed. Follow us into adventure. Welcome back to the podcast. It is I, Grognard the Young, the Young Grognard, kicking it to you live with the Pickets of the Herald of Steel campaign with the adventure, the kings and the quest, Ashkabellum. In the last episodes of the cast, our party had made it to the island of Boonbrig, the pirate island, hoping to find a crew of some seaworthy shipmates who would help them out in order to get to Ascabellum to meet with the king about whatever the heck of like a ding-dong that guy wanted to talk about. So our party, in an effort to find some friends, ended up in a tavern. Somebody started a fire. I'm pretty sure it was in the name of God or whatever. But anyway, point is, Kalika found out that she's friends with a fox jackal. Uh, everybody else found out that fighting hill giants is hard because they like to make their own doors. We went to a prison complex. Ryan developed the prison complex. And then Anthony built a complex prison. Um, I don't know. But we bought a bunch of uh, a bunch of people's freedom. It turns out that they're all Azkabellans, or at least Avians, judging by how they look. Uh, and after being, I guess, purchased here, um, they all turned to Anton for some sort of advice or some sort of sign of what to do next. After a very complicated boat puzzle that we didn't do and instead let the NPCs finish it for us, uh, our friends had made their way on a fancy traveling boat back to the main ship, the Wave Wraith, to go find the captain, while the rest of the party are trying to locate the first mate, the lucky dog himself. In an effort to avoid whatever the heck that thrasher spooky guy was that everybody was talking about at the prison, the party was trying to sneak over on their boat, but saw and overheard somebody, the lucky dog, potentially, being taken out to uh, a very strange rock in the water that everybody had seemed to notice. Upon chasing them out to this position and trying to cut them off before they could land at the rock, uh, one of these strange... Um, I don't know. I mean, people get all weird about pronouncing it, but Sahuagan, as one of them blew a conch shell, a bunch of our friends, the zombified great white sharks, started swimming around in the water a few moments later and getting closer. Now, our party was broken up into two boats. Do we remember who was in which boat? It was Klika, Anton one, and Jarzak, and Norhal the other. Yep. Dang. Well, I imagine which side... Okay, so who's who's on what side and what boat? I'm going to say that they were in tandem. So there's one on the left, one on the right. So which boat would be the left boat? I say Kalika and Anton. So who's on which side of the boat? Uh, maybe Anton's more on the left, left side of the boat. Okay, so far left. Then we've got Kalika on the right side. And then on the right side boat, we've got Norhill and Jarzak. So where is Norhill on that boat? Left or right? Right. Okay. All right. I'm just trying to get a mental picture here. But yeah, so at this point, uh, our little sharkity shark shark friends seem to be scuttling up and looking to say hi. Um, as you guys see them seem to breach the, the pale uh, moonlight cast black waters, you can see that as the fins come up, they are rotten, ripped and torn, as well as with the, uh, what's it called, the remnants of flesh that dangle from bones here, cartilage kind of draping limp to the side. And you guys can see that 
tons and tons of like fish hooks and spears and blades and hatchets have been dangling out of these things flesh as well as bite marks and teeth like these things are kind of just big mobile roving spiky tetanus machines so as they start to weave their way closer and closer to the boats about 30 feet away from you guys well let's roll for initiative Mm-hmm. 14 18 13 hold Six. on hold on <laughs> all right so let's see i got a 10 what did we get who got the highest got an 18 dang who got next highest yeah. Okay. And next was Klika. Then Sharks and uh, Norhill. Hi. <laughs> He's not too proud. But anyway. Okay. And so I guess at that you guys can see that uh, the lucky dog himself is chilling on the other boat, screaming, hooting, and hollering as they're trying to drag him closer and closer to the front of the boat to toss him onto the rock. It seems like the boat is probably about 30 feet from the shore, from the, the large stone surface over there, and the boat seems to be drifting on its own, using the carryover uh, momentum from the initial paddles, seeming like in two turns or so, they'll drift up to it and be able to toss him right onto the surface, where at this distance, you guys can see there's a gaping hole in the center, and a slurping suctionist noise seems to lead one to believe that this goes deep down below the ocean surface. Very strange. But with that, uh, what is Anting going to do as our sharky boys seem to be 30 feet away and just barely cresting the surface? Uh, I'm going I'm to attempt to turn them. Now, did you want to wait until you can like see their faces and know that they can see you? Because it's Again, because it does have that sort of visual and, and uh, I guess... It's, well, it's either visual or audible. I don't know if they can hear me. I mean, I don't know anything about a shark's hearing ability. Yeah, mm. I mean, I would say that you'd probably have to be underwater for it. I mean, they would hear kind of the gurgled thing, but I, I would say what you could do is you could just try to, like, hold your action until they come up. If they're going to try to get to anybody on the boats, because the boats are so close to the water's level anyway they'll be peeping up and at the time that they do you'll be able to set it off so i guess the catch 22 here is uh by the time you set it off they're always already going to be pretty much in melee range so if it works that's good but if it doesn't work it's very bad and it is already too late so would you well, like to prepare the action i'm gonna prepare it and anton's gonna look toward clica first and said i'm gonna try to turn them be ready in case this doesn't work and he looks toward um, Jarzak and Norhill's boat. He says, get ready to get for that other boat. Cleek is already on the other boat. <laughs> They're already battling in the other direction. <laughs> like, go ahead, Anton. You've been talking about this for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, so with that, uh, the next up in order was Jarzak. Jarzak overheard this comment too, and you both see that Anton's gotten ready, standing up with the lantern at the ready, held in front of him like a sort of holy symbol of sorts. So what's Jarzak planning? Uh, I think one Eldritch Blast is enough to rock their boat to tip them. Wait, who's oh, Jesus. I was like, wait, whose boat? You know no. that you might be chaotic neutral when I asked the question, which boat are we referring to? Yours, <laughs> Anton's, or the innocent guy who's tied up? But um, yeah, I mean, if you're looking to shoot their boat, I don't think it's going to rock it too much, but it'll be able to force the guys as they're standing up to try to throw that guy into the shore. You'll probably be able to get them to get a little rickety out of it, but... I, guess I don't know. They blast. seem like they're pretty seaworthy, so it might be tricky to do it. You can try. I could just blast the guys. I'll do that. Roger, Roger. Uh, 15 to hit. Okay. And 15 is good. And then 19 to hit. That is not good. No, I'm just kidding. That's good. Oh, God. They get stronger as you hit them, guys. <laughs> Those uh, use parry. It's uh, 15 Matt. damage total. 15 damage in total to one of them? Yep. 
Okay. So as you blast him once, the black sort of like purplish crackling energy shooting through the uh, air. Uh, first one hits him. He gets off center. The second one hits him and he starts to kind of rock back and forth with his arms waving. And as his arms begin to wave, you can see the cloak he's wearing starts to like spread open and his waving arms reveal that he has four arms in total, two of them hidden directly underneath. Uh, guys, I don't, I don't think that's natural. <laughs> uh, I remember in the last episode, somebody knew about the Sahuag and I think it was, Jerzyk, was it you and Klika, or was it you and Norhill? can't remember which two it was. Somebody did, but anyway, from what you recall, whoever recalls this information, Sahuagin sort of deemed themselves blessed by having multiple appendages, uh, or at least arms, I guess is more specific. Um, So yeah, sort of being mutated in that way is not only a sign of being around the Sahuagin, but also sort of a sign of royalty and power. So most of the time when you see barons and very important critters, they got like four arms. But when you see super duper important ones, it's like an octopus. But that's more of a mythic freaky thing than anything. But anyway, this guy's got four arms, which should be kind of scary. But okay. Anywho. So now it goes to Kalika. Is Kalika doing anything fancy? How far is Jarzak and Norhill's boat from Klika? About 10 feet away. Okay. Can I imagine that way the paddles weren't smacking into each other and you guys didn't crash into each other? All right. So how far are we from the boat with the guy in it? About 30. So it makes almost like a perfect triangle with you and uh, Anton's boat to the sharks, that boat, and your boat. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess, Clico, can I jump over to uh, Jarzak and Norhill's boat? <laughs> it's happening. Yeah, go ahead. I'll even say it's closer to five feet for the sake of this. Okay, and then can I grab Norhill? And Norhill, do you consent, or Anthony, I guess, do you consent to being Dimension Dord? Or why not? All I've right. been flying all day but, today. You, uh, will have, you will have to roll for the, uh, the athletics check to jump over. Okay. Can it be acrobatics? I mean, it's not a very long distance, but it's going to be, what was it? Can it be acrobatics? Um, in this case, no. Okay. Well, here we go. Does a seven do it? Uh, in this case, yeah, because it wasn't too far. That's good. The only problem is it kind of ricketies the boat for Anton. Anton, can you roll a sweet concentration check? Oh, fucker. At least I'm a war mage, so that should help me out. Could you imagine breaking no. concentration on the turning? I got, a, I got a nine. A nine? Oh, yeah. no. Wait a minute. Didn't you say you got advantage because you had the war mage? I didn't I don't think know if she... I have advantage. Did I didn't do advantage for that. Oh, I didn't know okay. he already turned him. I thought we were waiting. Oh, no, I didn't do that. Yeah, and you don't yeah. Have to concentrate on a whole hell of action. Do you? I was I was just trying to play at the cinematics of Kalika shaking the boat with a poor jump and having Anton having to have oh, pointed legs and trying to focus and hold his position and all of a sudden the boat rickets. So I'm like, I don't know. I mean, you know, wasn't really. I was hoping that the odds would be more in Anton's favor than okay. anything. But I, I, I still have a nine. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna force that on you. But yeah. I just thought it kind of called for it because I feel like the example they always fucking give for concentration checks anyway is like holding spells during storms and stuff. And I'm like, well, if it's a held action, I'm like, the spell hasn't gone off yet. So I don't know. Whatever. Klika makes the jump and everybody slow claps and then fucking whatever. Okay. Anyway, now it goes to the Sharkies and the uh, unless <laughs> you were casting Dimension Door. Yeah, I mean, um, Norhill, I. I can get us over to the enemy's boat if you want to come with me. Do it. Okay, and then Klico will grab Norhill and cast a door. Oh boy. And you pop up on that little dinghy boat? Yep. 
That is a very cramped dinghy boat at this point. <laughs> yes, it is. Standing and him tied up in the middle. <laughs> Shit, they left me by myself. Guys. <laughs> Good luck, Jarzak. So with that lucky dog screaming, he's like, who are you people? We're here to rescue you. And so with that, the two Sahuagin open their mouths and you can see that their lips go up pretty much to their ears. And you can see the rows of sharp shark-like teeth inside their mouths as they begin to snap and clack and reveal their razor sharp claws on their multiple arms as they prepare for very close combat here. But as this is happening, and Jarzak's now alone, Anton's now alone, the two sharks still in their uh, blood frenzy here, charging towards the boat. Uh, Both of them pop up above the water for a split second as they are starting to kind of like missile up to jump onto the boat and knock Anton off and snarf him to the water. So I got to roll that uh, wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I too know the rules. Not the rules of concentration. Overrated rules, if you ask me. But anyway, uh, I got a fumble and a nine. Which oh, I I'm failed. Pretty sure. <laughs> hmm? Failed. You failed. Yeah, I know. Well, you sounded like you were upset. No, no, I was. I was just talking. <laughs> okay. I, thought, I was like, oh man, you failed. I was looking to get rid of this stupid character. But with that, the lantern held up. Uh, what is it that you say? Um, I think as he's looking into the depths that would normally be fearful and dark, he sees the reflection of light. And he sees them slowly re- reaching the surface of the water. And he says, you will stay down there and never come back up again. <laughs> okay. So as they go to breach... And the lantern light glows brutally illuminated as if like a solar flare going off in the center of the ocean out here. And as the two of them leap up to like leap up onto the boat and crash into you, they both in like a dolphin level of dexterity seem to like barrel roll sideways and like unceremoniously tail slap into the sides of the boat, kind of putting you into a tailspin as they try with all of their immense meaty might to turn their bodies. But like a couple of missiles turning is very difficult so they just smack into the boat spin it a little bit splash back into the water and you can tell that they are quickly going below the surface as in the black inky water all of a sudden they go from some sort of white milky spots kind of trudging around to all of a sudden absolutely disappearing so for whatever that's worth it seems like they've been turned effectively and the light of the lantern seems to be reducing back to its normal light but again the light was almost blinding for everybody else in the area it was again like just a flare just absolutely star bursting in the middle of the water so not only are the sahuagin now kind of blinded by this brutal light display um but it seems like there's almost a very calm level of like everything's gone very calm and quiet out here in the water as if the only sound is the lapping of waves on the rock and on the sides of the boats but yeah. Uh, with and now that, there's a whole ass dwarf on their boat. <laughs> like Pinkaboo. But with that, the uh, Sahuagin, uh, blinded by the light, uh, shot up like a douche on their road. Anyway, um, with that, they begin to just swipe all kinds of mad and brutally trying to chomp and claw and destroy the two intruders on their boat. Though being blinded as such, it uh, does not look like it's going to work out very well for them. So with that, uh, the first one's going to start just shredding in on uh, Norhill. What, what was that? I Anybody? said Hong Kong. Oh, okay. I was like, why, what are you interrupting for? But with that, uh, the first one claws in. But would you cut it? What is Anton? What is Norhill's armor class? 20. What was it? 20. Okay, 20. All right, so it swings in real quick with its claw. Swings in with the other claw. And with this claw, it misses. And the last, it tries to snap in with its big fish-like barracuda mouth to try to chomp you in the face. And that misses as well. Klika now gets the one in the back uh, as it tries to attack at you as well. Blinded all the same. Uh, first swing in. What's your armor class? 21. 
Um, on this on that attack, Norhill is going to use his reaction to spend the use of warring maneuver. Okay. Uh, so, Cle uh, hold on. If I've just gotten this, right? His reaction will D8 and add the number to the creature's armor class. So, Cleek gets a plus eight uh, armor class versus this attack. So, 29. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I rolled a, a, a 15. So, I think you blocked that second claw. <laughs> And with the bite now that it's chomping in with, I got a two. Those disadvantage rolls from that uh, really messed them up. But with that, the lucky dog sitting in the middle here, tied up and screaming, just says, let's get out of here, quick! Go, go, go! And uh, um, sorry, Norhill and Klika in this front boat, before it goes to Norhill's turn, you guys can hear that like as the you know battle begins again and everybody starts screaming and swinging and the creepy noises of the barracuda fish people there, you guys can hear a weird suctiony like whirlpooly windy noise coming from that hole in the center, but more alarming, you can hear almost a faint whistling tone as if something with a very high pitched singing voice seems to be singing something of a siren's call. And it seems to be like echoing very murkily from the deep back up to the top. And both of you at this moment feel a weird sense of longing for whatever the heck is down at the bottom of the hole. And uh, Norhill, could I get a charisma saving throw? Yes, indeed. Um, you know what, Klinka, why don't you give me one of those for good measure? I know you got real good charisma saving throws. So, uh, beep, wow. beep. <laughs> You see, the fact of the matter is, Norhill rolled a one. Uh-oh. <laughs> so Norhill feels a strange pull towards that hole, uh, and you <laughs> must spend your turn getting to that hole. So would you like to jump overboard and start swimming? So would you? <laughs> is it like an insanity that's causing it or does Norhill just need to get closer by any means necessary it's a it's a spell save so it'd be it would be a compulsory effect an enchantment if that answers your question all right um so is there anybody at the oars on this boat right now uh no actually technically not they're still coasting just using the momentum Norhill is gonna take the oars and start rowing toward the hole <laughs> Klika's like, what? Uh, also, what did Klika uh, get? Klika might be helping out. Klika got the same thing Norhill did, but with a 20 more. So she got a 21. Okay, so you're not at all shook by this, but you hearing this, uh, greatly recognizing most languages and things, uh, this does not sound like a, a sort of like linguistic style you've heard before. Um. Yeah. Don't worry, I'm and then, coming. Uh, and Norhill's going to row at ramming speed <laughs> towards the hole. All right, so you start giving it the old college try. And with that, we go now to uh, to Anton at the top. Anton's going to start rowing his boat toward the group. Okay, you give me an athletics check, or I guess one of the uh, one of the values there, either con, dex, or strength. I'll give you a con. Just okay. roll wisdom. He can't stop you. I, I, I can I got try. <laughs> you got 11? Yeah. Okay, so you start paddling towards them and you make it about halfway across the gap. Um, sort of having to adjust your trajectory as you notice that now Norhill is driving the boat towards the rock for some strange reason. And He's um boat sinking or something. <laughs> did you want to give it a, a double move to well actually no, I'll say that yeah, no, I ever never mind. You're good. You're good. Okay. So if you'd like to, you could do a double move to try to continue even further. Yep. Go for the goal. That wasn't a spell that was cast on us, right? You could consider it that. Could I have used counter spell then? Probably. Can I use counter spell then? And retroactively, I didn't realize it was a spell. You know, 
Well, I mean, I did say that it was a spell-like effect a second ago. I'm going to say no at this point, because now Norhill's already pushed the boat forward. So, at this point, I'll say nay-nay. But if you got to spell magic... Nope. You... Oh. Nope. But, yeah. So, anyway. Now, uh, what did you get on the second roll? Did Anton, Anton, did you roll a second time for the continuing speed? What do you think? I'm just gonna give you a freebie, let you roll a boat like like you some kind of. He's really pushing it now because he realized he's got to catch up with Norhill. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the sad part. Like, oh god, Norhill, no! He's just like <laughs> it's kind of like oh, what happens yeah. to Bender when he gets magnetized. So that was a spell. Yep. Okay. Or at least it's a spelling effect. I'm not gonna say it's like an actual named spell, just to just to put it that way. But yeah. Anywho. So something like counter spell would probably not work on it then. No, no, it would have. That's the oh, point. But okay. Ryan didn't use it at the time. But anywho, so what did you get, Ronnie? 18. Okay, so yeah, you start cruising up and you're just about bonking into the side of the boat with the soft wagon and a very, very driven and motivated Norhill. Klika sees you pulling in really, really quickly to the side of the boat to crash into it. And I imagine Klika probably waves. But anyway, uh, now it goes to Jarzak. So you're also about 30 feet away from their boat. How far am I away from Anton's boat? Uh, 30 feet as well. well. Actually, probably like 25. Great. Uh, I... You imagine this is kind of scary for Jarzak since he really doesn't like the water in the first place. No, I can't swim. <laughs> it's, been, it's been established. <laughs> I'm going to cast Oh, I don't want to waste spells. I cast fly on myself. I mean, you could try okay. rowing the boat too using Constitution. Oh yeah, we can do it with Con, right? You said last. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd allow it. You're just literally giving it like the most huff puff kind of way. It's not like using your biceps or anything. You're you're just just cranking with your gut, yeah. using your back. You're putting your back into it. That's what this is. But fifteen feet away from, or thirty feet away from the other boat, right? Yeah, yeah. You'd have to do two checks for that. Okay, let's go. Let's row the boat. I just, I, I, I want to get within fifteen feet. Okay, so you can get into fifteen feet, and once you're done with that, go ahead and roll me a perception check when you get a chance. I promise I wouldn't do anything to hurt you in the deep dark water, Jarzak. Oh, no. The uh, fourteen, shadowy, the shadowy dark depths. Anyway, uh, you was that perception or is that the uh, con? Perception. Okay, so what did you get on the con to push forward? Uh, Eighteen. Okay, so you start scuttling real close uh, to the boats. You're about 15 feet away. Uh, but one thing that you notice as you're looking down over the edge at the waters, wondering, like, how far away are those sharks? Maybe they'll come back. What else is down there? What didn't Anton scare away with his brutal light? And all of a sudden, you feel a certain itching, twinging feeling in the back of your scalp as oh, the no. darkness deep, deep down below, so unfathomably dark, begins to ripple deep beneath the surface in a way that only you could sense, really. No, 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 not right now. <laughs> so what would you like to do now? You still, you could continue your movement if you'd like to. Am I within 15 feet of someone on the boat to attack them? Wait, what are you attacking them with? A spell that has a 15-foot range. Oh boy, what is it? Am Lightning I within? lore, I bet. Wait, right uh, am I within 15 feet? Yeah, you're within 15. Okay, then uh, I'm going to cast Lightning Lure on one of the bad guys. Okay. Uh, do I have a deck save or something, or is it you attacking? It is a succeed on a strength saving throw. 
Oh boy. Luckily these guys are jacked. Oh, the 19. Okay. Oh shit. Let's get with having four sets four biceps. <laughs> I mean, they are swimmers. Uh-oh. That itching in her scalp gets worse. Should have used head and shoulders. But um okay. is that it for your turn? Yep. Uh-oh. Uh, okay, so now we go to Kalika. Ooh. It's good to Unless be I here. Unless I can move forward more, but I don't think so. Nah, I would have counted that as kind of like a dash. Does Kalika know that Norhill's under a magical effect right now? I mean, the fact that he sat down like that and is mindlessly, like, rowing, I feel like it's easy. You can roll insight. There's something in there, I say. Something we need to see. You could got a five. She's like, okay. <laughs> Norhill, you take us over there. I'll deal with these guys. Klika sits down next to him. <laughs> uh, also, Klika so... can still hear the song going, but again, it's just very strange. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Cast Shadowblade. Did you, did you perchance maybe want to use that fancy Klika ability? To hear what it's saying? Yeah. Is that my action? No. Sure. So as you start to tune in, seeing seeing Nor, he'll be like, we're going to get to the other side. And you're like, hmm. And you listen into the song, like, what are they saying anyway? And as you tune in and feel one with the universe and start to feel that wholeness of immortality, and it all comes like beckoning back to your skull. You feel as if somebody just drove Jarzak's axe blade into the center of your skull and was slowly pulling apart the layers of your brain like an onion skin. And as you beg for mercy, as you start to sort of uncover whatever the words are that you're hearing, you are overcome with like a migraine headache. And uh, yeah, so what would you like to do with the rest of your turn? Bonus action, Shadow Blade. <laughs> I mean, for what it's worth, you don't understand what they were saying, if that matters. It's way too complicated. Uh, yeah, I guess that's good to know. They're just singing gibberish. It's fucking Teletubbies bullshit. <laughs> um, yeah, so bonus action, Shadowblade. The Sawagin on the boat. How far apart or how far away are they from each other? Uh, well, now that you guys teleported in, everybody on this boat is within five feet of each other, but two of them are flanking Norhill at this point. So technically okay. flanking you as well. Okay. Uh, then I will... Uh, twins... No, which one is it? Shit. I get from... Uh, yeah, I will twin spell uh, Booming Blade. So I'm going to attack one and then I will attack the other. Roger. And do, do, do. no, that's the wrong one. Oh. That was a 19 hit. Yes, sir. Alright, 28 damage to one. I will attack the other one. The 13 hit. No. Okay. So. Oh, actually, can I Fury the Small so I do 35 damage instead of 28? Sure, sure. Perfect. And that actually kills it. Done. So describe the kill on that guy. The one that uh, Jarzak already shot with two, or at least, yeah, two Elder Spies. He fucking blows up. Pops. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, right. And then all the blood in the water and the sharks come back. <laughs> no, no, no. Just start scooping the bloody chunks out of the water. No, 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 no. Oh, jeez. Oh, uh, you guys look at Jarzak with the deceiver sitting in the boat behind him. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that'll be <laughs> that'll be the end of Kleeka's turn. Okay, so the guy falls into the water in a splatter. 
Um, yeah. So, okay. Uh, and now it goes to Les Sharks et Les Sahuagan. So that the last of Sahuagan pulls out uh, a single dagger from his hip and starts to get ready to stab in at the lucky dog. And so Why? with that, he stabs in at him, no longer blinded, and he lands a stab and hits him heartily, stabbing the guy who's tied up on the floor in the shoulder uh-huh. real brutally. And it doesn't kill him or anything. And then with his mouth, he tries to snap in at the unknowing Norhill. Maybe damage will break the effect. <laughs> you would think. Anyway, um, so with that, uh, you said your armor class was 20? Yep. Okay, so with that, he lands a chomp on you. And the effect is broken as you feel uh, sharp teeth <laughs> pierce into the back of your head. You take 11 points of damage, and with the last claw, it swings in at Klika, whose armor class is uh, 21, it is was it? damage, correct? Yep. Yes, 21. Okay, so it misses as it tries to claw in at you again. And that's it for its turn. And now it goes to Norhill, who is free. Whose idea was such? Why are we getting closer? Was it you? He points at the Sahuagin and goes to swing at it with the with the uh, hammer. <laughs> Uses the oar, thwacks him. Anyway, <laughs> okay. So go ahead. Am I flanking with Pika? Um, I'll give it to you. Now that there's no other Sahuagin. All right, that's way better. Uh, that was a seven and a crit. Nice. All right, so what do you got? So let's see. Dice are doubling. Right. Uh, that's going to be 26 points of damage. Dang. Uh, mixed okay. piercing and... Uh, lightning. Okay. I mean, it looks bloodied at this point. And as you swing it and smack it, it's, um, yeah, it does not look very happy about all this. And you can see it start to look around frantically as if for an exit. Um, did you get another attack? Uh, yep. And uh, however, I rolled three and a four on that one. So I don't think in 12 is going to hit. Nope. Okay. I, I overbalance on the boat and can't get the second strike down. It tips over. So now it goes to Anton. Um, let me see if I could help our friend tied up. But, um, I feel like I'm also being very lenient with how like rocking these boats would be. Just little dinghy boats out in the water trying to climb across them after all this is going on. I feel like this would be a nightmare. But anyway, so are you trying to untie the guy? Is that what you said? I mean, is that something I, I can even like do? Yeah, you'd just be climbing on the boat where the other guy got splattered into chunks and kind of just untying him from the backside while uh, uh, Norhill and Klika keep the last Sahuagin in the other corner. Yeah, if I can get to him and try to hit him with a cure wounds first and then try to untie him, if I could do that all in one. Um, I'd rather cure him first. On time. Climbing climbing onto their boat would be your movement, and you'd have to pick between either the cure or the untying. I'd rather I'd rather cure him first. Okay. So you climb onto the boat, put a hand on his shoulder, and begin to cast the curing wounds there. Um and okay. now it goes to Jarzak. Okay. Um uh, oh, fuck. Do, I, do I still have that feeling? You sure do. If anything, it he feels gets, closer. It's 14 points of health, by the way. Yeah, he. I mean, he only took about three points of damage. Uh, so he's, I didn't know. <laughs> but he got smacked around in prison. It's all good. Okay, yeah, I'm, uh, I'll heal his soul. Try to paddle the boat up to the others. Okay, go ahead. It's, uh, 16. Okay, so the boat rides right up. Okay. And if you want, we can say that you came right over into melee contact with the um, the uh, last Sahuagin, so you'll be flanking as well. 
Oh, perfect. And I will attack him then. Pull out my longsword. A oh 27 to hit. OK, that's a hit. Eleven damage. Dang. Okay. So yeah, as you scuttle right up at the ending, you stand up while the moment and the boat pulls you right up alongside it, and you kind of put your foot up on the the back side of the boat that they're all on to stop your boat. And with the katana that you have, at katana, you pull out your katana and take one swift swing as you unsheath it. It reflects the moonlight in a certain brilliance as you stab into the guy. And as this happens you feel a certain sense that like you should be looking at the water. And as you have one foot on one boat and one foot on yours, your blade buried deeply in the back of a Sopwagon, you look over shoulder into the water and you see two burning yellow eyes as if something deep beneath the water is looking up at you. And you can see like the murk sort of swilling and swirling around as if black fish, tons and tons of like minnows and little hungry fish are swirling around its form. And you feel that itching in the back of your neck as it keeps moving closer and closer, looking to breach the water. And slowly but surely, the water begins to like mesh and roll and form into a sort of an amorphic blob before piercing over the shape of the shadowy Valaketh as he rises from the water's depths about 15 feet from all three of these boats, which have parked over here next to the rocks. <laughs> and with that, a blackened blade seems to form from absolute nothingness as he stands there on the water's surface, <laughs> aimed in your general direction. Uh, hey, Jarzak, could I get a charisma saving throw as you begin to hear somebody singing your favorite summer bop down in the toilet bowl? Can I counterspell oh, this? You know, Anton, for good measure, why don't you do it too? I well, mean, you know, yeah, I mean, you could counterspell it, I suppose. Can I take my second attack? Two or no? It's a no, he's fifteen feet away. Oh, did I kill the? Other guy? Oh no, I forgot about that. Yeah, go ahead, take your second swing. So while you're in awe over Velaketh, you without <laughs> even looking at the Sahuag and take a second swing. Twenty to hit, soft twenty. <laughs> nice. The sixteen damage. Okay, um, that kills it. <laughs> so yeah, you literally pull the katana out and go for a second swing and kill a guy and he falls in the water too. <sighs> Never once breaking eye contact with Valakev. I'll have time for you right now. So does the counter spell just sort of target one spell being cast? Yeah, it prevents the spell itself, not like a specific effect on one person. So it would be the whole thing. Okay, so like the the spell. So, um, does that mean that it would? You attempt to interrupt a creature in the process of casting a spell. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I think that makes sense. Then that that would just interrupt the whole process and kind of break the the enchantment of the the song as a whole. I'm trying to think about three point five bardic rules, and I'm like, no, it's a different game. But anyway, with that, it depends uh, on the spell yeah. level for. If it auto fails or not. Okay. Uh, and it's based on like a fourth level spell. And Third. That's an instant. Third, Third and it's an instant. And then everything else you have to roll for. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Can you roll for it then? Yeah. And I'll say this much. As you notice that Jarzak and Anton start to like listen in for the song that you kind of noticed before and gave you that splitting headache you can tell that Valaketh slowly turns his attention ever so slightly, but like the little yellow eyes on his full sheer black surface look towards the pit as well, as if noticing it as well. 19. Okay, so yeah, with that, the the sort of enchantment that comes along with the singing begins to dull away as if some sort of like hidden tone underneath it seems to die out quietly, and you just hear the song for what it is is just a sort of ringing, hollow, weird singing. Um, and you notice that Valakat's eyes shift back towards you again, the whole group of you guys on the boats. <laughs> and with the blackened blade in hand, he says, I want nothing to do with the others. 
I want you. And the black flaming blade extends in Jarzak's direction. No. I don't need you anymore. You can't have him. And with that, he steps one more time across the water surface, leaving no trace, no ripples, no nothing, as if literally a black cloud is tre- like treading upon the water surface. So where is everybody going to be standing at this point? Because there's three boats. Anton's on one of them, and he climbed over, and he was trying to untie that guy. Jarzak's in between two boats. Norhill's busy rowing the boat towards... No, I'm just kidding. He's all done doing that. <laughs> so is Jarzak going to stay on his own boat, or is he going to leap onto the main boat? I'll stay on my own. Okay. And so... <sighs> all right. So uh, in that case, what's what's the uh, other boat going to do at this point? What's uh, Klika and Anton and Norhill's plan? Leave? Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, we've gotten what we came for. We should get out of here. Okay. Yeah, Klika yeah. will hop in uh, Jarzak's boat. Okay. So we can start rowing out of here. Okay. And so with that, as you do, I mean, does Jarzak sit down to keep rowing or are you just having a standoff with old uh, Daddy Darkness here? So Anton's in the boat with everyone else, right? Yeah, Anton and Norhill are there with Lucky Dog and then Klika just jumped into yours. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Klika, don't... He's kind of walking on water. I don't think we can outrun him. Well, we can certainly try. One of one of us can row. The other person can try and fend him off, but it doesn't make sense to try and fight him out here, especially not next to that pit. It's, this is not a great place to be. As the singing continues, never once stopping or breaking. Okay. Uh, and yeah, so I guess we're gonna try to row out of here and i'd like to cast a spell as soon as i can okay uh since you ended your turn by attacking and doing all that stuff Kalika's yep. technically first up now i figured uh, not it's anton first right oh no I'm well, we didn't Jarzak. break the initiative yeah i gotcha yep. um yeah Kalika is going to as a bonus action, spend some sorcery points, get a spell slot back. And I'll spend one more. Okay, spend five. All the excitement points. of the sorcerer, mathematics, yeah. financing. Uh, yeah, do that. Um, and then yeah, Clico will just if so. We can attack and then also row the boat, right? Because Jarzak was able to row the boat and cast a cantrip and stuff. Yeah. Okay. I so count the rowing as a movement. Jarzak and uh, Valakast right on the edge of, the, of us now. He's like within five feet. He's about 15 feet away still. Okay. Klika is going to just, just dash row. Yeah, Klika's just going to dash row then if we're not in melee combat yet. So okay. that's those are constitution checks, right? Yeah, if you want them to be. They could also be dex or strength. Constitution's better. Uh, 14 on my first one. Okay. 17 on my next one. Okay, so you managed to start hurdling the boat 30 feet away, so you start rounding around the back end of this big rock in the water and start heading towards where your big boat was parked and where the other long boat was headed with all the uh, all the uh, Azkabellan avians there. So, or even yeah, and towards the shoreline, if that's closer. Yeah, yeah. anywhere where we can be on solid ground would yeah. be better than the water. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I guess the closest place would be the... Uh, secondary prison landing but even that's like hundreds of feet away you said we went around a rock right is this rock big enough for us to stand on well that's the rock with the big giant hole in it that's singing a song to you if you want to land on that one <laughs> oh shit i mean honestly it, it may be the only solid ground you have for quite a while <laughs> that's the plan we'll just start heading towards uh the ship then i guess 
I mean, the ship is going to be farther away than the island, but the ship is where you're intending to go. And it's probably the safest place, I guess, with an asterisk. But yeah, if you want solid ground, you could get to that rock in, in, yeah. Thank you for the uh, finger quotes there, Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if, if you wanted to, in just the one movement, you could no, get to the No, I don't want to get to the rock. It's rock. either the shore or the boat. So, okay. Yeah, uh, getting to thinking... solid ground probably means trying to fight Valakath, and I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> yeah, so, I guess it's back. time to choose. Um, do we want to just try and head straight for the Wave Wraith, or are we going to try and go back to the island? Unless you think we can fight that thing, we should make our way towards the wave wraith. Agreed. I'll he's do what I can and try to keep him at bay. He's only after me. You guys should go. Get to the ship. Clink is just going to ignore Jarzak and start rowing towards no, the go ship. Go get to the ship. <laughs> I I can lead him away and meet up with you after. You're not abandoning anyone. I'm not on a like suicide mission. Well, gotta head towards the ship anyway, so I'm doing that. Yeah, but I'm in the boat with you. He's gonna follow us. Yep. <laughs> and so, yeah, so uh, if that's your whole turn is the rowing there, no bonus actions or anything? I use my bonus action to get a spell slot back. Fair enough. So, so with that, shenanigans. Uh, Valaketh now on his turn uh, begins to slowly and laboriously walk behind the boat as it's rowing frantically with little Kleeka pumping and pushing as hard as her little back can muster. And as she starts going around the rock to get closer towards the boat off into the waters and catch up with the other longboat there. Yeah, Valaketh is just leisurely strolling with his black blade, sundering the face of the water as if like, I don't even know, just a razor blade over I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. It, it just, it slices it perfectly, like, you know, a knife through warm butter. And so he just keeps walking slowly, and he mockingly turns to Jarzak and says, I had given you so much, and I've come to reclaim your debts. You will make a fine steward, a puppet, something, something vile. Perhaps I will consume your soul while they cry. Yes, dinner with a show. And he just continues to march slowly and silently behind the boat. But I think I'm just going to shout back. Um, your brother is way cooler than you are. <laughs> and as you, say this, as you say this, you feel a weird twinge of something almost celestial from the starlight and the moonlight above. And yeah, as you're sort of making that comment and looking back towards where you're rowing to, you notice the clear of the sky seems to like almost open up even further from the clouds and you see your star glistening and burning bright in the sky directly overhead. But now it goes to Norhill. What's Norhill going to do? Norhill's going to dash row. Okay. Dash row. That sounds kind of funny. All right. What do we got? Sounds like a very fast sushi order. Uh, That's a 25 (laughs) on the first one. Damn. All right. Fucking row team <laughs> dwarves over here. And uh, 15 on the second one. So, yeah, you keep right up with Klika and you go right past Valaketh as he's slowly following behind, absolutely allowing your boat to catch up without even trying to impede anything. As Anton and Lucky Dog are both capable of looking up and seeing him looking back at him. Um, yeah. And so I guess now goes to the top of the round with Anton. So, what's Anton's plan? Uh, Anson's gonna see if casting Radiance of the Dawn will make him go away. <laughs> Cause I realize oh, I have channeled Infinity two times a day. <laughs> oh boy. Oh. So he's gonna... <laughs> Alright, so uh, Radiance of the Dawn, is that a saving Radiance throw or is that just a big old burst? Um, that is just a big old burst. Uh, must he, uh, Valketh must make a con saving throw. I'm sure a deity is going to do terribly on a con saving throw. Oh, no. I think yeah, I, I got about it. I, I'm pretty sure I passed. What was the value I had to meet? Like 15? 14. Yeah, I, I surpassed it by just a tad. And so as you... Take half damage! What was that? You're still taking half damage. Sure. What was the damage? I'm, I'm trying to calculate it now. And that's not cool. You said that like the damage doesn't matter. Dan, no. 
Hmm. This is well, the second well, time this has happened. When have you guys ever fought an immortal and had an issue with dealing damage to him? Like, come on, guys. Look, I don't have to explain this to you now. That half the combats at this level, you just can't do anything. And it's just me having a weird power thing where I want you all to scramble and die. One second. Um, Nine damage. Okay. And so with that, you see his form begin to rupture and quiver just the slightest bit as you do this, as if like it disrupts his form, but doesn't harm him. And as that happens, he turns to you for just a second and you feel the itching sensation of the back of your neck, just like you did that one time when you and Jarzak in the meadows before the mountains had seen him and Jarzak basically saved your life a little bit with that. But yeah, you feel that quivering feeling as if hundreds of invisible bugs start crawling up your ankles as he's just looking at you. And Jarzak's like, that's how I feel all the all time. The time. Yep. He's like, it's just pins and needles everywhere I fucking go. But with that, uh, yeah, so it seems to upset him a little bit, but would you like to do anything else? Um, Grab Kleeka off my boat. Oh, I'm gonna make sure that I'm gonna make sure that um our friends untied at least if I didn't do that already. Yeah, yeah, no, you untie him after you cast that, and you see him start to give you the itchies, and you're like, Ooh. do it. And I heard Jarzak say, "Get Kleek off my boat." Is that like oh, d- is that what he said? That is what I said. <laughs> I mean, Kleek is on the other. I mean, she's gonna be a distance away as is. She's like oh. five to ten feet away. Just the boats are that far apart. So to be able to get her off would be a very difficult maneuver. Yeah, I don't I don't think I can do that. Um at this point. Yeah, Anton will just have like a I think he'll just have a spell ready, like um sacred flame. Just in case. Okay. All righty. And so uh now it's gonna go to Jarzak. Uh, Kalika, you should really try to get on the other boat. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna fly away. <laughs> but I don't I want that. to chase. Oh, fuck. Either that or I'm jumping off the ship. <laughs> and you know me, I can't swim. <laughs> That's been the greatest lie the whole campaign. It's just an Olympic <laughs> Uh, well, if Clicka can get over to the other boat, she will try and do that, I guess, on her turn. Yeah. I will use... Uh, can I hold my turn then? Pill after Clicka, which is next, I believe. I mean, you could throw her if you want. I'll give it to you as I, an action if you'd like nope. to. <laughs> I, I will not I mean, I'll give that. you... I'll give you advantage on it. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Clicka does not consent. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah i mean we can force the initiative on that one okay either that so or i click can... getting over then i just don't want to move the boat before click turn click i guess gonna rub the boat over or actually could i pick click up when i cast fly because she's a small creature and just drop her on that boat yeah, I mean, I'll give it to you. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. I cast fly. I grab. I'm like, uh, click a. Uh, can I pick you up? Do you consent? Um. Yeah, as long as you don't try and throw me. I don't. Sorry, Josh Zach, you're just I, not very strong. Nope, I can hold. I cannot <laughs> throw. I've accepted this about myself. <laughs> and I fly Clica over, drop her at the other boat, and I zoom off. In not the same direction as they're going. Which direction would you like that to be? Uh, probably more uh, towards the shore, I guess. Like in between okay. where they're going in the shore. Because um, they're going the complete opposite way. So if you went to the shore, you'd be going the complete opposite direction of them. Uh, then I guess I can go more out to the ocean because I don't want to go the opposite way because that's towards Lelicath as well. So yeah, I just want to veer off like, you know. 
Right, over the ocean, just somewhere. Yeah, that's fine. And just okay. fly as far as I can, which is uh, 60 feet. Okay. And so with that, as you guys, uh, as you start flying off in that direction, Klika gets up, up, and down, down onto the other boat. Uh, now goes to Klika's turn. Klika's going to look up at her star shining brightly in the night and just look at Jarzak and just like under her breath say in Draconic, let, let the light of my star guide him to safety and then she's going to start rowing the boat. Okay. She's rowed a lot of boats. I was going to say, you feel the pull of the star and as if like the star is trying to guide you in the right direction. But you also feel that same kind of weird pull that you felt when you were with the fox. Jackal. Guy. Domero thing. Um, as if given enough time, you yourself may be able to kind of like climb the moonlight as well as guide others. But in a weird way, you recognize that this is not the kind of thing you could do easily. And even though you feel that like pull to embrace the moonlight, you know that you don't have any anywhere near the right kind of control to do such a thing. So you said you're going to start just rowing. Mm-hmm. All right. Row, row, row your boat. I got a 10 on my first Out one. to sea. Do you hear me? I got a 10 on my first one. Oh, yeah, you're good. Sorry, I thought you said time for your first one. Nope. What did you get on the second? 12. Well, the second one? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. All right. So with that, uh, you managed to row the boat 30 past to the island. And as you begin to row past the island, could I get a perception check from Norhill and Anton? Four. Oh, you said four. Uh, four. I also <laughs> four. Yes, I, I did indeed say four. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, just the curse of dwarves is just single digits and never in a place where it matters. But... I, I also got a four. Yeah, Anthony says that and then we're in D&D Beyond and see <laughs> Ronnie roll a four as well. <laughs> so what do they see, Dan? <laughs> Uh, not much, as they're both humble? just kind of, you guys are both staring up at Jarzak, and Lucky Dog, on the other hand, yells out and he says, what is that thing? Oh, and no. with that, oh man, I was going to end the episode. Did I really want to do that right then and there? Nah, we ain't going to end the episode right there. So instead, as both Anton and Norhill like, <gasps> and I guess Klika probably would as well, uh, you guys see two long tendrils big long tentacles reaching out of that blackened hole and start reaching around at the water's edge by the rock and start reaching for your boat and like four or five of them come reaching out even further and start grasping towards the edge of the boat here leaving behind a very sticky and like mucusy sort of dribble all over the side of the boat where it starts to like slop and lap at it and other ones start reaching for Valaketh as he turns and is prepared to go jetting after Jarzak so, uh, yeah. Anywho, now goes to, I guess, oh, okay, that works pretty well for storyline. The tentacles begin to wrap and reach for Valaketh, and Valaketh turns immediately after being touched. And what you notice is these tentacles actually manage to grasp at him and, like, start to pull at him and fondle at him, and, like, he's actually kind of affected. So with the blackened blade, he swings down, and in, like, a thunderclap, he manages to smack through some of the tentacles and split them in like little black starbursts kind of like Anton had done and tentacles pull back in pain as green goo starts spurting out of them and like five more tentacles come reaching out as well and just continue to go and you guys hear the screams of agony that sound very reminiscent to the song you had heard before as if like they just sped up the tape made it more high-pitched and it just sounds like pain at this point and so with that that splitting headache that you had before Klika as you understood what was being said 
you don't understand the words that are being screeched out of this strange abomination in the pit, but instead you just get like general waves of pain and agony as you feel like emotive states being like somehow being translated over. But with that, uh, Valaketh has turned all of his attention on this strange thing and just is slashing and swiping at each of the tentacles. And every time he manages to cut a couple of them off, two more come reaching for his throat as if to try to wrestle him and pull him in or something. But he's just a quick mother with this one and just keeps slicing and dicing at them as they come out to him. And at this point, once the boat and Jarzak have pushed far enough away from this place, you guys looking back at it can see that this fight continues and like weird purplish void colored splashes of light, or I guess darkness, sort of ripple from the mouth of this thing until finally you guys can see in the darkness that's kind of covering the whole mound some sort of strange otherworldly creature the size of like a, like a, a truck seems to have pulled itself out of the hole and is just a giant pile of mouths eyeballs and openings and just with open slavering jaws is attempting to pull Valakath in into his own darkness cloud with tentacles pouring out of it and at this point, the horror that is behind you all seems too much to stomach and too much to look back at. And everybody frantically begins to push forward to continue towards the boat. And Jarzak, you'd be more than capable of triangulating back to the boat while all that's going on. Okay. And that yep. is where we're going to end it. Hey, everyone. I want to thank you all for listening to another episode of the podcast. It really means a lot to me to have everybody listening in. And if you have anything you'd like to say, any comments or anything like that, shoot me a tweet over at ygrognard on Twitter, or you can even send me an email at youngbrognard at gmail.com. I look forward to everything you guys have to say, and it's always a pleasure to engage with anybody listening to the show. And as always, be sure to keep things... Dungeons. Dungeons.